Welcome to the League Lowdown. I'm Greg Ellis. And I'm Diane Tanwakio. And we have a guest with us today. We have Billy Gale. What's up, guys and girls? Dallas just finished up week two, heading into week three. We've got an interesting order of standings. A lot of good teams intermixed in there. There are a lot of good teams in Dallas. I mean, that you know, it's around tough. the top. It's tough because we don't know who these guys are because there's a lot of these guys are new. And if they were on a team last season, they're not on that. Side right. A lot season. of a lot of these franchises have completely new sets of players. Yeah. And so for so for instance, a team like the Beavers. Right. Right. That w- this is a completely different uh, roster than what we've known the Beavers to be. And this roster is a team of really good, savvy flag football players. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Um, then when you then you got the Kings. You have the Mud Bros, which Kings. Remember, we got to, we got to, we got to to hold them high because they are the defending champions. Right. They did lose Keelan Jackson, who Correct. I do want to have a conversation with him later today. But they did lose him. I, they they filled the spot, but they're not doing as good without him. Right. The Kings are three and one. Mud Mud Bros, where Keelan Jackson eventually landed. Yeah. Are three and one, and then we got the Mammoths, who are four and zero, oh. and that four and zero. Oh, is legit. That's a real. That's a. That's real a stadium. real four and zero. That's not an early season four and zero because they've they've beat the two of the teams they've beaten are now three and one. Yeah. So they've beat they've beaten the Mud Bros, they've beaten the Beavers, and they've beaten the Chiefs who are two and two. Yeah. So that's a serious team. That's right. Colton Garner. That kid's all over. He's all over Tough League Dallas. Yeah. He's the face of Tough League Dallas right now. Right. <laughs> we do have a bit of a bit a bit of like you know some news and some gossip. Apparently, Caleb Queen is a free agent again. How? Yeah, that actually, we're recording this on Wednesday night, and it, I just got news five minutes ago that David Taylor has cut him. I don't know why. I don't know why, but Caleb is a free agent again. I don't know if, I, and, and again, we don't know anything about him, so I can't say it's his fault. I can't uh-huh. say it's the captain's fault. Um, but I'll tell you this, wherever Caleb Queen goes, he will make that team better. I hope, I hope the bottom of the standings are listening. You know where I want him to go? You know where I'd like for him to go? Ashton White plays on the Crows now. Yeah. I want him we to know be, Ashton. Yeah, but he's, he's not a quarterback. Last season he played as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want him to have a quarterback so he can go do what Ashton does, which is run good routes and catch touchdowns. I want to see Caleb Queen on the Crows. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> well, I was watching the film from last week uh, when Mammoths and Chiefs played each other, and you could visibly see how frustrated Caleb was. Mm. So I'm not super surprised. We called it the game of the week, um, and it wasn't – incredibly competitive the score wasn't too bad but you could see that mammoths were in control of that from the beginning really and it's it's funny that you mentioned the crows because we said we know ashton white uh i also mentioned to both of you last week i said you know is that marquise love playing out there marquise is another tough league san diego player that i've always considered in the top 10 you know, potentially in top. He's real. Greg is surprised that no, 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 loves no, 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 no. I'm, I'm surprised. I know Marquise was coming from Texas all the way to San Diego to play. 
Um, oh, he was on. He was on. A he was on Manzi's, Manzi's team. Mm-hmm. Now. He was one of those yes. hired guns. I'm. I'm. My. My. My perplexed look is. Is that Ashton that played in Tough League here in L.A. Yeah. with yes. VJ and yes. and those? Ah, yeah, he moved to Dallas. Ah, okay. I. I. You know. I. I was. He looked familiar, but I couldn't. Okay, I get it. Yeah, no, you're right. Then, if that's the case, you're right. Get Caleb would be there, great right? for that team. See, there you go. Watch it happen. We just, we just threw we just, we just, we just manifest that spoke something world. into existence. <laughs> Are you manifesting Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think that uh, whatever team Caleb plays, and again, I, you said he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's him that's the problem, or if it's because of the captain that's the problem. David Taylor is known to cut players. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know David Taylor. I don't. I mean, I don't know anything about him, to be honest. Hmm. I would love a little more scoop about this so people can slide into these DMs and let me know <laughs> what's going on. Hey, don't, aren't, we, aren't we supposed to talk with the, the QB from uh, last year's champions? Keelan Jackson. Yeah, let's, let's get Keelan on the phone. We are here with Keelan Jackson, QB of the Mud Bros. We formerly knew you as the quarterback of the Kings, but now you're here this season with the Mud Bros. Who are the Mud Bros? The Mud Bros is a team that me and my me and my brother we made up with my mom, who passed away from leukemia. That's why we have the orange and uh, the orange ribbon. Mm. And Mud Bros is mainly. It's a it's a group of guys that basically you know grew up in harsh environments and you know made it made it through you know to become somebody oh, nice. or, you know serve for a purpose. So my mom liked it before she passed when we told her the meaning. So we went with Mud Bros. That is amazing to hear. I have been enjoying watching film for the Mud Bros. I know you all are not undefeated right now, right? But I supremely appreciate. Seeing the way that you play QB, you know, you show a lot of patience on your offensive drives. It's not, you're never hurrying. You always appear to have patience that the easiest option is going to present itself. You know, part of that might be because you're not seeing much of a rush in Dallas. Um, But my first question, our first question for you is we noticed uh, that Corey Webb, played with you all last weekend um and then did he though did he play with you guys last weekend uh with the mammoth so he was on your roster to begin with right uh we picked him up uh we had his uniform and jersey and everything but uh Ah. at the last minute yeah at the last minute uh went with a with another uh option what reason was this for well i call Corey busy man (laughs) uh Corey. Corey is always busy. Like, for instance, Corey is in Vegas this weekend, and he won't be playing with his team. So right. it's more of because, you know, with Mud Bros, everybody played a role. And I know if we have 12 men on the roster and Corey plays receiver or whatever position he chooses, we're going to need Corey every week. You know, instead of trying to have somebody from defense play offense, somebody from offense play defense, that's you know. A, that's a good Especially, point. Good point. Yeah. So, so we have 12 men for a reason, you know, six on defense, six on offense. Sure. Is he gonna is he gonna refund you the money for his jersey? <laughs> um, uh, probably, I'm kidding. Don't probably. answer that. Messy. <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying that you guys didn't really get rid of or cut Corey. He just he never really played for you guys. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't really just come and play. Yeah, like at, right before he was about to do it, 
uh, I'll just end up going with, you know, somebody I feel like that'll be there each and every week. You know, nothing against Corey. That's that's my, my homie. I hope he can play with us next, you know, next season. But, you know, no telling how the season go. Because I definitely believe we'll play them in the championship. Keelan, I'm, I'm talking to you now. This is the first time we've talked to you. You seem like a really good dude. Answer me this. Why yeah. did the Kings cut you from their team last this season? Uh, Well, I, I left. You left? Uh, yeah, I left. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the season, you know, it, it gives you an option to become a free agent. <laughs> yes. So when I became a free agent, yeah, so I decided to cut myself and leave the group chat. So, oh, wow. Uh, nice. Hey, that's yeah, big when you leave that group chat. That group chat's gone. Yeah. So why yeah. did you do that? Okay, so uh, me and Cam, the captain, uh, we wasn't seeing eye to eye because I feel like with Cam's experience of football, I feel like he didn't have enough experience. Ooh. You know, like I said, this is Cam's year, first year, really. I mean, second season, really, of just playing football. Uh, I feel like he didn't have the knowledge. So me and him came up with, like, an idea or whatever like that. And we, you know, for for the team, you know, to get new players and stuff like that, you know, cutting certain players. And I felt like he just didn't have the competitive edge that I have to win. So Ooh. I decided to uh, go with uh, Mud Bros, which w- was better anyway, you know, to dedicate something to my mom. Sure. So, yeah, I just that's just how I feel. Yeah, I like that. And uh, the other thing, they're not doing so good. The Kings right. are not, the Kings are not doing so good. They're and three and one. They're three and one, but they played. Yeah. They played three terrible teams, and they played one good team. Thank you. And they <laughs> lost to the good team. All right. Thank you. So this is a good Girl. example of how the schedule or the standings does not show you the real team. You have to watch the game film, Greg. Right. Oh, all right. Because yep. we because we started happened? off because we started off with the with the hardest uh, teams like Absolutely. the Mammoth and stuff. And and I and if I'm being honest, like I said, the Mammoth is a great team. Uh, you know, like I said, I love all them guys. But I feel like I was the reason we lost that game because I got in my head and mm. I threw unnecessary passes. Taking so the blame. That's on, so that's the only reason why I feel like we lost. But like I said, I only lose once. That, that's my motto, and I stick to it. So. All right. So l- let me ask. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, I like to see points, and I noticed in right. the first week you guys put up twenty-five and thirty-two points. Right. And then exploded in week two with two games right. over forty points. What changed? Right. What changed from week to week? Oh well, uh, first week. Chemistry, you know, uh, when I got these guys, like I said, all these guys playing mesquite. So, you know, we didn't play flag football together, but we didn't just didn't have the chemistry and, and communication. So then we had certain guys like, uh, you know, we had guys missing. And then on top of that, just uh, guys with injuries. So we had we cut a guy, added a guy, uh, started like playing like uh, pickups during that little week that we got off uh, against like real good teams that that been in mesquite and just built that chemistry. And came back and, you know, did what we had to do. Where is Mesquite to, as opposed to wherever Carrollton's at? How far away is it? Is that? Uh, I'll probably say a good forty minutes, forty-five minutes. Yeah, but in Mesquite, it's it's some good competition. Uh, so some of them guys are starting to get picked up uh, and tough now. So you know, people are trying to get souped-up teams. Sure. I mean, you want to win. The Beavers are looking pretty good. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit? I mean, like that they they're in. Technically, in second place, I mean, you guys have the same well, record. Well, first, we have to understand this. The Beavers that are this season are not the same team as they were. They're not the same Beavers as last season. Mm-hmm. And that's been the that's been how it is. And, and we don't experience that in L.A. In, 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 in Dallas, the entire team of the Beavers were not even on that team. The entire team of the Twisters were not even on that team last season. 
They are moving around all over the place. Yeah, the idea of the franchise. Yet, right? So this is an example of how when you start a location, like they're not catching on to like, we need to build a team to stay for longevity. They're like, we need to win now. We need to win now. They're not thinking like, hey, this needs to be a longevity team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, the Beavers are are uh, they they they're a good team. What but makes them so like good? Said, uh, they have flag they have flag football players. You know, a lot, I keep trying to tell people a lot. Like, you know, you can't just go get a semi because we got like semi pro players and yep. people that play. You know, so that's another thing that I want to talk about about the Kings where they're struggling. You know, but we'll talk about that whenever y'all ask it. But so the Beavers, they just got a good flag football team. So you know, people that know how to actually play flag. You know, I try to tell a lot of people flag is a game of inches. Why, you know, like, why are you trying to keep constantly do deep posts? And that's what everybody keep thinking about. Like, this is a game Thank to go you. deep, deep, deep. That's all they're thinking about is deep, deep, deep. I want the yards. I want the stats. So that's mm. all That's all they're thinking. So, I, I don't it's, know. It's, um, and for those who play football, you have to understand that the, the angles, even the body movements in flag football right. are different. Like, you know, yep. you play, for, for instance, playing corner. A lot of guys who play corner, and they're locked down when they play pads. But you get out right. your flag, it's not the same movement for the receivers. It's not the same routes. It's, it's not the same key that you would jump on. And so it takes some guys some getting used to. And then, you know, even just getting in position to make a defensive play in flag football is completely different, right? Because you, um, you're, yep. you're trying to pull flags. True. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, flag football players. Well, what does that mean? I, I've said that before. But what, what do you mean when you say they've got good – Flag football players would makes them good flag football players. Uh, the the dips the uh, the the just knowing uh, you know when when to turn their hips when to dip you know when to pitch back or you know knowing that the short stuff matter you know just just the little stuff like right. that just l- little tiny stuff you know knowing how to pull flags you know knowing how to set up things like it just l- little stuff like that you know in football you don't have to think that much you know great IQ you know just yeah. you know eye and hand coordination you know just 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 little stuff like that so you're you're basically saying that the captain of the kings was looking for football players rather than flag football players i would say he didn't have the knowledge he he doesn't understand football uh like you know to pick the right kind of people yeah flag yes he he just knows if somebody says i can play football cool then hop on the team but like I said, with me being somebody that actually played in Mesquite, and I actually played with Corey Webb, we won the championship before in Mesquite. So like I said, uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate them for even like introducing me into this. But that's what I'm saying. Like when I study something, I study it hard. Like I stay up all night studying all these guys that we play. I swear. So uh, yeah, they just he. I don't think he understands football yet. You know. So that's why I feel like they're they're. So I feel like they're they're struggling. You know, even with them bringing in a new quarterback, you know, Jordan Kidna, you know, right. I understand that's I understand that's John Kidna's son. But like I said, plenty of times before, sure. that don't mean nothing in flag football. He just a, a normal dude to me because they can't the plays that they're running. You can't run high school plays or just bring in this QB. Like I said, tough was kind of difficult for me, too, even though I can throw and stuff like that. Like I said, now we kind of like vets now. So, like I said, him being new to this, he got a lot of learning to do. So that's why I feel like they, they struggling. Okay, so I I I, I, I kind of got two questions here. Uh huh. Go um, ahead. Go for it. What What did Mammoth do? What made them good enough to beat you guys in Week One? Uh, honestly, n- I mean nothing. Like I honestly kind of like I I'm just being a hundred percent honest with you. 
uh, I feel like they they're good, um, but I feel like it was just me. Like if you go back to the film, I was just throwing like unnecessary like picks because I I do a lot of no look passes. <laughs> right. So like I said, with with chemistry, that stuff will start going over people's head. So you'll see a couple passages go over somebody's head or somebody not paying attention, and it's a pick. Remind you, I threw three picks and we got the ball back every play. <laughs> right. I mean, every time they was beating us twenty to six. I brought us back twenty five twenty eight. So and then this goes to the second yeah. question then. So that so that, that's the good answer. So that that, yeah. that leads right into the second question, which is Go ahead. Can Mammoth beat you guys again? Can a Mammoth beat us again? Yeah. Uh can I use uh bad language? Well, here's my question. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can. We got we got we, got, we no. we'll no. probably bleep it, but yeah, let, let, we got we got bleep options. But say say what you going to say. Talk your stuff. Uh I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. No, I don't think they're gonna beat us again. And the reason why is because I I mean I study a team, man. If you look last year when the headhunters they beat us the same way, uh, they was beating us like that too. And they ended up beating us in championship game. We beat them. Like I feel like, bro, I have grit. Like I'm like, man, I'm a student of the game. Like I don't care if I got to step all day, all night. I know what each and every player do. I know what they bring to the table. So hell no, I don't think they're gonna beat <laughs> us again. That's just how I think. That's just how I feel. Well, I don't know. Do you guys have a schedule right now? I do. What, who do you play? Who does he play? I want to see. If, you wanna, are you going to go? Are you going to go seven and one this season? Let me see. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, we let, have let the us see. So let four. us see. We'll, we'll tell you if you're going seven and one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah. There's a the oh. the And then click on their schedule. Oh, there's a matchup with the Kings in week four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're going seven and one. Although although that game on September twelfth against the Kings, right. you know they're gonna be listening. They gonna they they gonna be looking to show you whether or not they know football or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe that too. But I feel like, man, I feel like, like I said, if you line them up, we gonna knock them down. It really don't even matter. Bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I do want to say. When you do play against the Kings or any other team, yeah. if it's a close game, please do not throw punches. <laughs> please no, 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 do no, not do that because that will immediately remove you from the league. And Figuratively. We do not want that to happen. Yeah. Figuratively yeah, throw punches, yeah. not literally. Yeah, yeah, Figuratively no, throw definitely punches. not. Yeah, we don't we don't plan to really we don't even plan to really have a close game with with none of these teams. I feel like you know just everybody on my team, man. We play together. It's like a brotherhood. That's yeah. what I say. Like I appreciate all my offense, my defense. Like man, I give everybody credit. Like. Everybody handle their business. Everybody do their part. So that's why I say I really love them. They always say you look good, you play good. And I'll tell you right now, you guys look good. Your jerseys look awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Will did a nice job, man. Shout out to Will. Yeah, those are – I mean, you even got pants. They look, they, yeah, definitely. He looks, have you seen them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they look good, man. I'll tell you what. Watching this film, there are three quarterbacks in Dallas that I really like that I know, you know, decently well watching the film. That's you. Um, Colton Gardner, Caleb Queen, and it's so interesting how what I like about them is so different than what I like about you. I mentioned earlier your patience. You wait for the easy thing to open up, whereas Colton and and Caleb, you know, they make really, really quick decisions all the time. Um, And so where do you think you stack up against the two of them? Uh, Like... I would say the top, really. Uh, the reason why is because I feel like a lot of QBs is kind of one-dimensional. Like, if you actually come and see me play in person, you know, I feel like I can move. Uh, I escaped the blitz. I haven't got sacked this year or last year. Um, 
I know look pass. A lot of QBs don't even know look. Uh, a lot of them guys out there tell you, man, it's hard to pick his ball because he know looks everything. So a lot they're not doing that. Um, I feel like they're thinking more deep. You know, like I said, I think more it's a game of inches. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, you can't compete where you can't compare. So have you seen the leaderboards lately? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been looking. Yeah, who's, who's, who's at yeah. the top? Uh, I believe it's uh Colton. Yeah, so so right now he's at the top. You just yeah, you were definitely. At the top. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing just throwing numbers out there. He's got four more touchdowns yeah. than you do. That's not that much actually. That's, <laughs> uh, I think I think it's uh three. Yeah, it's three. Yeah. But twenty? No, it's two. It's two, two or three. But Keelan does have a higher QB rating, so I'll say yeah, that. definitely. <laughs> so, but, that, but that, also, but also, but also, I would say. Just watch this week, because like I say, I love we I will. love to compete. So just just be looking this week. I, I I'll be there. I promise. Bad bad. I can't wait. We've talked before on this podcast about how Dallas is new, that there's a learning yeah. curve. Um, asking, will Dallas be able to compete when it comes to, you know, the national games? What do you think defines Dallas? tough you know tough football in dallas and what you know how is that going to stack up against the other regions when it comes time for uh the national games i mean i feel like dallas will stack up against anybody honestly i like i told brandon i wish really we could take the best players from dallas and play other teams instead of having to be the best team in dallas you know Nah, then so, it becomes a tournament. Then it becomes the the all-star right. team. And, yeah, and, and I know. If, so if we you're can't telling do me, this. You're, you're you're the first person on this podcast that just mentioned that the reason why you lost was because of the first week because of the chemistry, right? Right. Okay, so now you're talking about taking players you never played with that are just really good players and bring them to LA. You would have no chemistry. The the best team would have chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what Brandon was saying too. But that's what I was telling. Also, I also made a point to Brandon. I told him so if we all compete because like Brandon said in January the top four teams compete. So at the end of the day, if we didn't all played each other, we kind of already know what each other can do. Well, especially I do. Like I said, I, I watch these dudes all the time. And it's like half, you know, half of us already know each other from Mesquite. We didn't all played in tournaments together. So half, half of us already know each other, especially the top four. So it's like, we all familiar with one another. So, well, I got a question for you. Are you, you're telling me that you're a film watcher and that you constantly study these guys. Have, have you studied LA? L.A. I don't. I don't look in L.A. Well, I mean, I've seen the double blitz. I'll tell you right now, that's where you need to look. If you want to bring your team and you want to win, you got to watch L.A. They've been doing it longer than you have, and I'm going to be honest with you, they're better than you right now. Gotcha. Keep that same energy you have. Yeah, definitely. Because you're going to need it. And just remember, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Th- this this yeah. season and in the the tournament and the next season, those are all opportunities for you to get better. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like the yeah. The other places are definitely. You can tell they they've been doing it for a while, especially with the double blitz. I'd be interested to see you against a good double blitz. I mean, like you said, you're mobile, so you can get away from the blitz. So that that would be interesting. I mean, but there's a lot of mobile guys, but can they throw on the run? Can they make the decisions quick after getting away from the blitz? Since right. since unlike a lot of other formats, the blitz does not stop the throw clock, so you right. have to still be thinking right. while you're escaping. You'll only have five seconds. So can I ask y'all a question? No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is it? What is it that I can add to my game to to y'all? Like, what is something I could do better? Because I'm always looking. I'm always looking to to become better. So hey, this kid's good. <laughs> this kid's going somewhere. Like, I I really want to know. Like, and don't don't please don't Util- utility in the middle. No, no, no utility in the middle. Okay, I'm, I, I'm gonna say this to everything. If you are going to win, 
I, and I'm and I'm going to say this, and, and I talk bad about New York, but watch kind of how New York uses um, their centers. I actually want them to use it more. I like how they they'll stack up formations where they'll have two wides and they'll have three dudes in the middle, and you don't know which one is the center. Well, here's how you freak that: you put a you put a quick receiver somewhere in those three in the middle, maybe even the guy snapping the ball. And with a guy like you who's mobile, right, you end up in a situation where not only do you have routes down the field, but now you put yourself in an option situation where you can just flick the ball to somebody who's quick. And then guess what? You flick the ball to them, defense converges, he pitches it back to you. Now the mobile quarterback has got the ball in their hands where they're dangerous. Right. Okay? So I would say come up with something, right, where you're utilizing those guys in the middle a little bit more so that your quickness will will in itself also be a weapon, not just getting away from the blitz, but aggressively attacking the defense. Okay, that's definitely going to be important in the red zone. I got one, too, that I think would be good, and I've seen this in Dallas personally. Once you understand the rules more, you're going to get better. I'll give you an example. There's one time I watched – I don't think it was you, but there was an interception. And he was trying to run as far as he could, and he got his flags pulled right in front of the first down. A veteran would have went out of bounds right before, right before it. So you got four plays to go one yard. It's simple rule adjustments that you make with your team that are going to help you become a better player. And what I would say is it kills me inside to watch you and other QBs in Dallas have all the time in the world to scan the field and, and move the ball. And, you know, my team, the Sirens, our defense is predicated on the rush. Yeah. And so sure. even if your defense doesn't need the rush to be effective, I would say go ahead and utilize it, you know, build a defense around it because you're going to need it. I do see you all likely potentially playing for, you know, a spot in the national, you know, tournament, but – you don't need you don't need it in Dallas, but you'll need it later on. Yeah, that's why I said watch game film in LA to see what it is you got to do better. Which is why I'm telling you to utilize the middle of the field, knowing you're going to <laughs> yes. get double rushed. Well, Keelan, so we're approaching that all from different aspects, but we're saying right, the same thing. Exactly. How often do you throw to your center? Are you talking about dumping to the center too? Sometimes that's exactly you, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Do you dump to the center? Yeah. At all? I mean, yeah, we do, but like honestly, like we really don't have to i mean but we do i, I definitely try to i definitely try to give him looks for sure because our center is a great blocker great at, he's a great blocker but also he can do routes and catch too so we were just talking about that this week i mean i can't just put out our game plan but you know we were just talking <laughs> about that this week so it's cool that y'all actually mentioned it so well yeah because you mentioned I, you mentioned the it's a game of inches and all all right. got, if, if you're in a position to where the clock is still ticking and you got one second left to go and you got nobody there get inches get get two or three yards four yards each time instead of nothing I can give you a t- I can give you a specific team to watch. Um, super mobile quarterback, um, and a center who you wouldn't even think Raptors. would be in the Raptors. top. Yeah, watch the Raptors. Watch the Raptors and, and, and L.A. Downey. So you're gotcha. gonna watch L.A. L.A. Downey, the Raptors. Watch them play. They have two great centers, Daniel Lopez and Herman Ciso. And you'll tell you can you'll you'll know who Herman is because he looks like a building out there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I got you. But they the but, but you would be like, man, why does this dude at the top of the leaderboard and touchdowns is they know how to use their centers and their quarterback is very mobile. I would say watch them and check how they use their their two centers 
I mean, they, they, they play two centers pretty much the whole game. And their centers, like, they eat all game. Um, and then what happens is the defense has to come up because now they have to respect the centers. And guess what happens after that? Boom. Over the top. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So. But yeah, I'll I go back you. to saying, you know, you may not need to do certain things to win in Dallas, but I want right. you all to be looking forward um, and knowing that you can compete when it's time to play other regions. Got you. Yeah, I want y'all to for sure. Y'all look this week. I'm definitely going to, like, take what y'all saying. I'm telling you. The middle, all of it. Everything that y'all saying. Uh, when you, If y'all check this weekend when we play on Sunday, y'all definitely see me using exactly what y'all told me to use. So, oh, We will. There's no if. We will. We'll be looking. <laughs> it's their we'll job. It's their job, Kaylin. <laughs> I got you, got you. All right. All right, Keelan, thank you for the time, buddy. That was a good question he asked. Yeah, that is. It was a it was a humble question. You don't have many people asking you how do I become better. I mean, his humility is is directly correlates to him being a student of the game and understanding that there's always room to get better. And because of that, I think he will. He's going to stay at the top of Dallas because he's going to study. He's definitely going to go look at what we told him to. He's definitely going to take take what we're saying isn't and, that crazy and he's gonna well, apply I, it. I am 100 percent confident that he's gonna go back and look at the raptors <laughs> and he's gonna study mark hernandez yeah I, you know I, I can't wait to see the video next week because i want to see how he applies it yeah. right um because I, I i firmly believe it's important i firmly believe that you know the you utilizing the guys in the middle of the field is how you win i mean how funny would it be if he loses? <laughs> <laughs> I I was definitely a bit down on Dallas heading into this season. You know, I thought they had so much further to go to even be in the conversation nationally. But I feel more optimistic knowing that, you know, like I mentioned, we've got three really good quarterbacks. I'm sure there are other quarterbacks who were like, well, what about me? Right. And, Show me. And I will. Yeah. I won't, you know, Keelan said to watch the film on Sunday. We're watching. Yeah. And so we want to see, you know, if you're not in the conversation right now, what are you going to do to put yourself in there? Yeah. Show me. Anybody who would say anything about, hey, but what about me? Show me. Show me. I mean, show me. <laughs> there's a there's a receiver in San Diego who could have easily been offensive and defensive player of the year. And I remember when we put out a, a top five receiver list in San Diego, he hit me up on social media like, Greg, hey, yo, what about me? My question to him was simply, show me. That was your statement to him. That was not, are you going to show me? <laughs> there, oh, okay. There's a question. There you go. There's a question. Are you going to show me? <laughs> show me. And then the statement was, show me. What happened? I go down to San Diego to watch him play. Mm -hmm. And he showed out. Mm -hmm. Like all of him until he got hurt. He went nuts on offense and defense. So anybody out there who says, what about me? Show me. Well, I'll say this. I like Keelan. Um, I didn't know that about him. I don't know that about his team. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. And he seems like he's very well aware of the sport of flag football. I feel like that's going to be a player that we will see in L.A. So St. Louis had games. Yeah, but uh, I haven't seen them yet. No, I know. And listen, we've talked to James about this many times he's now aware of how difficult it is to run a league it's not necessarily 
a one-man show. He can't do it all on his own. He, I, I've talked to them thoroughly about the videos, and all I'm going to say is that moving forward, all the games will be recorded, and they will be up when they should be. I will personally make sure of it, and I have personally made sure of it, so it's taken care of. They'll do that, and uh, there, there will be games. You will see the games moving forward. Interesting. It's just that they've had four weeks and two and half the season. You know, I feel like we're having this discussion about their, you know, week one, we didn't have videos at all. Mm-hmm. Now we've got supposedly there's videos, but uh, where's the evidence of that? I haven't seen them. Yeah. So get it together. Well, it's it's interesting because it just goes to show you how some managers have it together. Right. Let's let's go. And, and I'm not saying James Ward is, is not doing a good job. It sounds like he's running in the challenges, being a manager. Maybe he didn't expect. Right. He didn't expect how difficult it might be. And and those challenges have, have, have made it very difficult for him to run it as smooth as some of the other sites. Yeah. Just the fact that there's no video for the third week in a row goes to show you that th- that's in, in, in some with me and, and most of the other managers, that's the easiest part. Easiest part is getting the film uploaded for the editors to edit it right away. Because even when we did get video, <laughs> I don't know what was the, I think I don't know what the person was. Were they shooting dice or something else while they were filming? Because I we got, I got a lot of grass. <laughs> and, oh, it, and it, no it, plays. Where St. Louis? Oh, I know. Yeah, there's maybe it was like five uh, videos up there. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like what is going on? It's it's it just goes to show you that your staff is important too. Yeah, it's it's a different world and. Hey, it's a different environment in St. Louis because mm. they're not used to having this kind of stuff. When you say, "Hey, you're gonna be, sh- you're gonna, we need you to film the games," they're they're expecting like an iPhone and you're just on the field dicking around, right? They don't know that you're using a high quality camera, that you're up higher than normal. The camera is starting and stopping at certain times. They just they just don't understand this kind of stuff. And even though we've trained them and taught them. It doesn't. It just still goes to show you that that's the difference between L.A. and St. Louis. Come on, man! Y'all supposed to be the Lou. Get yeah. it together. Hey, and I, and I and you know the other thing too that's funny is is I'll say this because I think this needs to be heard. We had a managers meeting. We were talking. One of the managers stopped the meeting and was like, "I have a question. Why are we even in St. Louis?" Mm. And. I, I, I wasn't upset because I completely understand from the perspective that they're seeing. They're seeing Dallas pop the videos up the night of. They're seeing L.A. They're seeing San Diego. They're seeing all these the, New York, all these people who are really putting time and energy into it. And then they see this and they ask themselves and they ask me, why are we here? Well, we're here because, number one, that's my hometown. That's where I was from and it was one of the first places that we actually expanded to and I wanted to make sure it was done right in the first season I actually ran it myself and it went great videos are up everything was good I I can't be there all the time I can't be there every weekend to do this so I've hired out and throughout the time it's been difficult finding the right person but we're not losing it I'm not going to remove it Mm -hmm. right we're going to keep we're going to keep St. Louis and we're going to, they're going to fly out to LA and one of those teams is going to compete in the national championship. But 
it's just the rocky road until yeah. we get the right people. And I love the St. Louis brand of football. I have always said that, but I can't follow it. I can't show other people how good it is, you know, what what brand of football they even play because I can't see it. And I hate yeah. it because I love the Wild Boys. I've always been on the Wild Boys train. And I heard from James that there were some teams that were coming in that, you know, could, you know, could play with them. And I want to see it. Well, the other thing I'll say is that there were a lot of new teams coming in because they were all coming in from a different format that wasn't ran very well. Mm. So they wanted to come playing tough, and they did, and they are. And with that being said, there was a fight that broke out mm. last weekend. And it it wasn't just a, a one-player throwing a punch. It was uh, the two teams, they cleared their bench, essentially, and got, in, and got in a fight. And then the camera turned off, and then we heard from everybody, this is what happened. Players were knocked out cold. Oh. It was a serious thing. So I got together with James, and I told him, hey, those two teams have got to go. They're done. Wow. We have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to fighting. That's one thing I want to make sure everyone knows is that this is costing us big time. Fights will ruin locations. Mm-hmm. permanently it's happened before you can't throw punches in tough league i think there are situations that people get into and sometimes the behavior of others really do uh, determine how you react i cannot in any way defend throwing punches in a flag football game or benches clearing in a recreational flag football game. So my look wasn't that I disagreed with anything you were saying. It's just my look was, I just don't understand how we get here. I've been in heated debates, been in heated games, and things like that. But really, throwing punches? The individuals have to understand what they're a part of. Okay, This is, this is an organized recreational sport where the competition is going to be high because the people who want to win and people who hate to lose are one and the same. And things are going to get heated. But then you have to use your brain. Right. Okay. There's there, there, This is a business. And people aren't going to give us permits. People aren't going to allow us to play in some of the places we play if the expectation is that at any point, you know, the behavior can get out of control. And I'm just shaking my head because of the films that I've seen, I was going to say that the tropics are a contender. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. I hated doing that. But yeah. I can't let them play. No. And they were aware of that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the Tropics, they better come back next season. I hope they do. They're such good people. But like I said, I, I'm talking to a bunch of people in St. Louis about next season and how it's going to go better. And there's a lot of things being planted. And it just takes time. And we can't say that St. Louis hasn't had time. They've been around for a long. They've been around. Yeah, they're one of the than, longest ones. Yeah. yeah, they've been around for a long time. So it's not that they are new and they don't have the experience. It's just that things are different there. They operate differently. And I'm going to make sure that we uh, we get back on track. A new champion was crowned in New York in the Titan Cup. We had the Dragons. They played AAA in the championship and. 
when I watched the game, I was super impressed with both teams. Greg, I don't know if you feel the same way. <laughs> I think you know how I feel. I want more points. I always want more points. I don't care if it was a monsoon. I don't care. They, they need to be like the mail service, right? Rain, sleet, or storm. Like, I, I need points. Definitely need more than four scores. Yeah, but it's right. hard to throw a good ball when you have that thing completely. It's, if it's a I've real pigskin, it's, it's heavy. I've played in the rain. You, you, you adjust. You adjust. You adjust. I mean, now you can't yeah. now you can't drop back, you know, 12 yards and sling it 50 yards. Cause not only is it going to be hard to get there, it's going to be hard to see. So you adjust. Now, now you run bunch formations. You cross. You, you know, you pitch. You know, short stuff. I mean, like I said, it's just as difficult for the defense as it is for the offense pulling flags in the rain is crazy footing i mean you can get juked easily and say it was the rain i don't have the footing i'm slipping that means that you can you should be able to score a little bit more you got to adjust your game if you don't adjust your game what happens you get a 13 12 championship there's a slobber knocker i know some people like diane like those kind of games right nah 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 i want points i'm excited to see what they do for the yuletide tournament december 4th or 5th whenever it is there's going to be snow on the ground. Yeah. Well, I love watching football with snow. Didn't the first tournament in New York happen in the snow? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I flew out there. We found the field completely packed with snow and me and the other guys that were there literally shoveled it off as much as we could. And then they ended up playing in the snow. It was, it was awesome. It's, and they didn't complain at all. I love playing at weather. Well, you and I, Greg, as West Coast bass players, you know, we don't understand that on the East Coast where there's weather, those players are just built different. Very differently. Yeah. 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 Have you ever played in snow? Snow? No. No. Rain? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you, you when you play in weather, you have to adjust your game. Yeah, but we, we you in California, you don't adjust your game based off of the weather much at all. New York? St. Louis, Birmingham, they're always adjusting their game. It's always a weather issue. So then in my in my book, then they should know how to adjust their game True. and, you know, be able to put more points or be more efficient. But that could be their experience knowing that if they do try what they did when it was regular weather, they would throw interceptions and they wouldn't do as good. It was rain. If, if we're talking about snow, we're talking about sleet, okay. But it was rain. I've played in rain before. And it didn't score 12 points. <laughs> if I did, we would have lost. Right? Yeah, but I feel like the rain in L.A. and the rain in, in New York is so different. It's They're like, different animals it's entirely. It's so different. I, no, no, but no. it's You're right. It Normally, right? You don't play. But what we saw in the championship game, the video, it was, it was it rain. It wasn't that bad. It was, right. it was rain. I mean, sure. we've played in rain. It was rain. Like I said, if I, I can't speak to, you know, playing in, in sleet, playing in, you know, uh, well, at least not flag football. You know, in high school, we had games where we played in like you know frozen ice weather on the ground but you know what's funny i grew up in the midwest all four years of high school i didn't play in i didn't play in rain no no i played in rain a lot wow so there's that yeah well what's the what's the name of the quarterback for uh the dragons T uh tony tony p it's let's like get... some sort of uh yeah yeah tony, tony p. p let's get let's get tony p on the phone Panini. All right, so we've got Tony Panio here with us. Uh, Tony, you're here with me, Diane Tanwakio, Greg Ellis, and, and Billy Gale. Tony, you're from the Dragons. Dragons mm -hmm. won. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. In New York. Thank you. And I know it must have felt good because there was a monsoon going on in New York. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about that game. Yeah, so the first playoff game we played, everything was kind of going fine. Um, We were, you know, moving the ball fine on offense. We had scored our first two drives, and then I think our third drive we scored, and it just started to drizzle, nothing crazy. And then, obviously, uh, Hurricane Henry was in the area, and though we weren't hit by the hurricane, we were fairly close. So we got a lot of rain really quickly, and um, it definitely transformed uh, the game in a lot of different ways, the first playoff game, and then, obviously, the championship um, if you saw the championship, it was so incredibly wet. So there must have been like 10 drop passes between both teams. Uh, quarterbacks were inaccurate. It wasn't a great situation. So we just try to make do with it the best we can as an offense. Uh, but our defense really stepped up in both of our games and had some huge stops and uh, was a big reason why we won. So it was interesting, but we definitely, uh, we definitely prevailed in a good way and adjusted to it the best we could. So the Dragons win 13-12 to 12 over mm-hmm. AAA. Uh, a lot of people look at that score, and they're like, what, what is going on? Is that, did the game end at halftime? Uh, <laughs> would you attribute that to, you know, you talked about drop passes, quarterbacks not being accurate. Do you think that that's indicative of how, you know, football is played in New York in, in tough league? Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard the chatter, you know, from like around the country that, you know, New York doesn't, you know, put up a lot of points on offense. So I, I would, I would go back to our week four game. We had a triple header and in that week four game, we had, um, I think it was whatever it was 15 possessions, six, 16 possessions in the game in the three games. And we scored on 15 of the 16. We actually got stopped in our last one versus silverbacks. So like every time we got the ball, we scored, we maybe did it a little more methodically than some of the other leagues that are going on. That 13 to 12 score is, is for a couple of reasons. Yes, the weather, but I think number two, that triple A defense um, was really tough and really physical. Not many teams um, throughout the, the season were playing man to man and they decided to play man to man, which I think was a good decision because it was very tough to complete tight passes. So I think it has to do with the rain. But you have to credit the AAA defense because I, I played with a lot against a lot of them or with some of them in other leagues, and those boys on defense could play. They know how to play defense. They play a long time, and uh, they had a good game plan. So I would like to say the weather, but it was also a good defensive team, too, we ran into. And uh, our defense, I think, was pretty good as well. We had a lot of interceptions this year. So I think it was just a good defense that got out there for both teams. So you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then allow me to retort. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I'll give you this credit. Um, you guys sip t- tend to be around, you know, 30 points, anywhere between 30 and 35 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give you that. Uh, I don't know if AAA's defense is so much that, you know, it warrants, you know, 13-point game, even in the rain, even in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm seeing when I, when I watch these the games in New York is – I, I like a lot of the formations that people run, but then I see two guys in, in a route. It's going to be hard to score points with two guys in a route, regardless of the defense, um, two guys. And then, you know, the releases happen really late. A lot of times there's two guys in the backfield looking for a block when there's no one rushing. So to me, I think that New York has lots of room to score way more points. I feel like, like you said, a lot of people are trying to be methodical in a national game. You know, 30 points 
is is it's going to be a low score. This is a passing league, right? And there's a lot of advantages for the offense in tough league. Um, I don't know if being methodical is going to be the way to go, regardless of the type of defense that you're facing. I mean, you know, there's tough defenses I see in all of the other um, conferences, and you know, guys are putting up forty and fifty points still, not because the defense is bad, but it's just it's a passing league, and there's plenty of room to score. What I noticed from the Dragons is, you know, a lot of there's there's a lot of times where you guys, you know, you'll throw two or three incompletes and then you'll bust one for twenty, and mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's going to be enough, right? You guys want to you guys want to make it to L.A. You want to play nationally, um, and I'm not just talking about the Dragons. I'm just talking about you know New York in general because it does seem to be you guys are with that Smash Mouth and you rather win, you know, twenty three, twenty one. I just don't know if that's going to be enough nationally. I need to see more points. Now, I don't know if like I said if that if I can direct that. To you guys, you guys do seem to be consistently scoring four to five touchdowns a game. Four to five touchdowns is not going to beat the top teams <laughs> in the other conferences. That I just want to put that out there. Well, I mean, I guess the catch twenty two is as as a team, if if we're scoring, let's say let's go back to that week four where we scored every time we had the ball in every single game besides that last possession. So it was three games we scored every time we had the ball. I don't know how you lose a game where if you're pretty much scoring on every possession, maybe you lose on conversions, obviously. But I think a big underrated thing about football is if you're having these methodical drives, you're keeping the ball out of, you know, opposing offensive hands, which could be a little bit frustrating for, for opposing offenses. So yeah, if, if a team's scoring 50 a game and we're only scoring 30 a game, we're going to lose obviously, but if they're scoring 50 a game on eight possessions and we're getting eight possessions and not scoring as much as them, then that's the problem. But if we're scoring on the possessions, so what I mean is the possession percentage, if we're scoring on 85% of our possessions or 90% of our possessions, and so are the opposing teams, then it should be an even game. Um, So when we get into a football game, whether we score in one play or nine plays, if we have an equal amount of possessions, which you should versus an opposing team, you want to make sure your possession present percentage is good, not necessarily, you know, the points that you score. So I feel like in New York, yeah, the defenses may be, you know, not, you know, pretty good, or maybe the offenses aren't as great. But if you look at the percentage of what we were scoring on the Dragons and even some of the other teams throughout the league, if you look at expressing years past, that wasn't a team that got stopped too much. I don't know if they're putting up 60 a game or 50 a game, but they were scoring pretty much every time they had the ball. So I think that's something we were proud of is, you know, the effectiveness of how we, you know, move the ball um, and our possession percentage was very good. So, so that's a, that's a fair point. That's actually a, a really good point. It sounds like you've thought this out. Absolutely. I think he has. Right. Right. <laughs> but here's, yeah. but here's <laughs> the thing. Here's my retort to that. If, if your defense is, a, is, is, is such that a team can take that many possessions away from you, where you're only getting four to five possessions in a game, therein right. lies another problem. So even if you are scoring on 80% of your drives, if you're only getting four to five possessions a game, that means that you need your defense to get you more possessions. They can't let another team milk the clock in such a fashion that you can't get more points up or even more attempts at putting points up. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those, it, it, it's got, it, like you said, it, it may be a bit of a, may be a bit of a catch 22, but if the defense is as good as they're supposed to be in New York with an offense as efficient as what you described, that still should equal more points. <laughs> let me, let me say one thing about this dragon's defense. It's uh, between the first 40, 50 yards. We were average at best. 
when we got to the goal line, I was so incredibly impressed because I didn't really play much defense really at all. We were excellent on the goal line. We really knew how to buckle down and stop the team from scoring. So we would let up these longer drives as a team, but I felt like when we got to the goal line, we played really tough. Uh, there wasn't a lot of easy completions and I'm not going to be the one to say I'm watching all of the tough, you know, leagues. I've watched some of the other games. I feel like the scoring, you know, once you get to the goal line has been a lot easier. There's a lot, you know, in this type of setting, I felt like our goal line defense was excellent. So yeah, we do let up these longer drives a little bit and I understand your retort, but I do think our defense knew very well how to bear it down. Uh, Anthony Murphy, I believe was in the top five or top six for interceptions. You know, he was excellent. Uh, Ramon Seawright, Tyrone Seawright, these guys were excellent on defense. So, and they really got good on the goal line. And if you look at how we won the playoff game and the championship, the game came down to the goal line where we got a couple of goal line uh, stops on conversions to win. So, um, I, I agree with you. I agree with you um, that red zone, the red zone, both offense and defense is, is one of the most important parts, of, especially for this game, because mm-hmm. the offense does get four plays in the red zone. So, mm-hmm. being able to bear down on defense there, true. But you have to understand that uh, for a lot of I'm, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring up um, the West Coast teams only because we've been playing this format for a little bit longer. Yeah, this is where that we they actually lab where they actually practice where they scheme is the red zone. So I don't the scoring isn't easier because of the lack of defense. The scoring is easier because that's where they actually lab. Up until that point, a lot of the teams don't even call plays. They rush to the line of scrimmage, try to catch the defense off guard. And when they get into the red zone is where the chess game really starts. That's where you really see the strategy comes in. Now, your defense had the chess game. Your defense absolutely, you know, kept teams out of the end zone. And that's the point. But in order to win, that first 40 yards you're talking about, you're going to need some big plays. You're going to need an extra possession in there. You know, and 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 I and I and like I said, I think that you guys can do it, um, but I'm just saying you're not going to be able to sit back and allow a team to be as methodical as they were, um, as you guys were in this playoff, where I think you guys were under control, and, and maybe the weather affected it. But you know, we've it's all played, little, in, yeah, we, yeah sure. we all we've all yeah. played in rain, yeah. right? And you know, realistically, in rain sometimes you get you get these crazy scores because it's harder you to pull flags. flags. Yeah, yeah, it's harder to pull flags. Yeah. Right. So it can go both ways, but um, I, I'm an offensive guy, and that's what I'm looking to see. I want to see you guys put up points. Well, and I, yeah. I'm with you, Tony. You Me know. too. I, Tony, I like you. <laughs> it's funny because you get people. I appreciate that. Tony is the guy who we we're gonna call. We're talking to him. Hey, let's let's give him a call. And as soon as we did, Greg knew immediately that he was going he's like i have a bone to pick with this guy and it's not gonna go well (laughs) and now after hearing tony and then i look over here at greg it's almost like greg did he stump you uh based on what i I, I just feel like that you weren't ready for what tony brought to us uh no that i knew what the argument was going to be which is why i had the retort i'm not going off my notes i knew what he was going to say and he's correct I mean, I looked at the I looked at their scores, which is why I knew how many how many points and how many touchdowns that they're putting up. And he's right; they're scoring at a higher percentage. The problem is they're not getting the possessions. So, if the argument is going to be that the defense is better in New York, then it should account for the championship team as well, meaning that he should get some more possessions to put up a f- couple more touchdowns and a few more points because mm-hmm. he's going to need that when the national tournament comes around. 
Tony, he's just upset that he's not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I watched the I live feed. I thought I told feed, you to bring that up in mixed comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the live feed of the championship game, which really oh, gave awesome. me um, a new appreciation Likewise. for how you all play in New York. I really saw yeah. how methodical each play was. And I really do think that that's going to frustrate teams on the West Coast when you all are having nine-minute drives. And suddenly, <laughs> they've only gotten two possessions and a half, and that's not what they're used to. And I also really saw how much pride players take in each defensive play. Yeah. And I didn't see that until I was able to watch the live feed. And, you know, I was able to see how much was on the line for each player and their ego and their pride to make a defensive play in the championship game. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, um, so, I mean, not to bring up other leagues, but we have played with those guys on AAA on the, on the same team. We travel together in other formats and then against them. So I've had history of playing against them. So it, it means a lot. It's a, uh, you know, something where they've beaten me and I've beaten them. So it's, you know, it's always goes back and forth with those guys you know, which are great. Um, what I definitely say is, is this, I think one thing not that we have to improve in New York is we are methodical, but we also like take our time. We're not necessarily rushing to the line. I think your name Greg was Greg said, yeah. like, you know, maybe getting to the line and, and really trying to push the envelope and stuff. We're not, you know, sometimes we're playing double headers, triple headers, you know, so we're trying to space it out. Our roster was only 12 guys, maybe 11, our championship game. We landed nine or 10. We know we're playing a double header. You know, in the rain, we want to, you know, not overwork our guys sort of thing. A lot of our guys are going both ways. So we want to make sure we're not, you know, overdoing it like that. But I'm an offensive guy, too. You know, I want to hit big plays. I want to hit big touchdowns. Um, in terms of the playoff or the championship, I would definitely say everything down the field was was really tough. Um, it was very tough to get a completions down the field. I think throughout the season, we hit some big plays down the field. Um, but it was it was a lot tougher in the playoffs and the championship. But, um, yeah, as it like should I be. said, as it should, yeah, be. as yeah. it should be. Like I said, it was, it was, you know, good defense, the rain and, you know, maybe the pace we're going on, is not good, but you know, if you're to tell me we're going to score on, you know, 80% of our drives throughout the season. And then, you know, I think it was maybe less in the playoffs in the championship, probably closer to 65, 70, you know, that's something we are pretty much good with. And, you know, we want to be perfect and score every, every drive, but, uh, the percentage was good. I think it's funny, and I, I one last one last uh, difference I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring up is in L.A. If we can get nine, ten guys to a game, oh, we are stoked, oh, and we don't <laughs> care about preservation. Put it all out there. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it's funny to hear you say that. And you re- definitely, that style of play lends to you know you being able to preserve more guys. But uh, yeah, in L.A., everything is fast. It's in a rush. And that's just the way it goes. So it'd be, it'd be like I said, I, I can't wait until we can get these national games going on to see these different styles go head to head. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I mean, we're one team, one of a real talented teams express uh, who's been a mainstay in New York, didn't play uh, actually, I think the last two tough seasons. So I'm sure they'll make a comeback and maybe make some noise and maybe make a run for it. There's some other good teams and good players. So we would love to make it out there. I think it'd be great. We're happy to have won the the, uh, the league portion, but I know we could also compete on the national level too. So um, it might not be us or whoever it is, but 
we take New York flag football very prideful and um, we play multiple formats and we've done well in those formats in terms of, you know, different levels, but we know we can compete at this uh, tough six man level too. So we're excited to show what we can do whenever that time comes. Tony, do you know how close you are to actually going national with your team? Um, not exactly. I know we're in one of the better shapes than pretty much anyone else. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know the exact. I don't know the exact number, but I know there's another league, and then there's another tournament. And if we can win one of those or do well in both of those, we should be in good shape. But um, so it's, I can it's give you the a numbers. little bit of a mystery. Yeah, go ahead. Let me give you what we have right now, and this could change based off of specific situations that I won't get into. Okay. Right now, you guys, the Dragons, you have 220, 226 coins, something like right. that. Is that what it says on there? That's, Sounds right. Yeah. That's really good. In fact, because of COVID and because uh, there is only one more season left, right? we we sat at this table and we pretty much just said, you guys are gar- almost, right? You guys are almost guaranteed to be right, into right. what they call the Tough Cup Qualifier. Which is the right. Yuletide tournament, which determines which we one heard. of you goes. That's in December, right? That will be December. So, yeah, I, I would, I would say you guys are a shoe in for that. You guys at mm-hmm. least can get there. So, you just win that tournament. It doesn't. From here on out, you don't even need to put up coins. Yeah, you, right, you, right. You're already in the top four, in my opinion. Right. It'll be we very difficult. To the dance, so to speak. Correct, yeah. correct. That right. this was a huge win, big win, because mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of pressure off you guys to have to win again. Um, right, right, not, right. Not, you know, play to win always. But I'm just yeah. saying, um, yeah, you guys, you know, as of right now, if you made it to the playoffs um, in yeah. the next season, it, right, it'll that'll that'll most likely give <laughs> you guys enough coins. <laughs> right, yeah. that that'll most likely give you guys enough coins to to right, get through, right. especially if you you keep. I'll bring it up again if you keep scoring at the clip that you're scoring. (laughs) (laughs) I saw all the social media chatter after you all won about how it happened because certain players, certain teams weren't there. You know, you named Express. Yeah. Do you think that you still win if Express is there? So let me say a couple of things. Uh, I know a lot of the guys on Express played again, say it again, played against them most of the formats. This is their best format. The six um, format, that's their best format? Th- their six-man format is probably their best format. I have played them in six-man. I have a fairly okay record. I'm not undefeated. I'm not, you know, 0-4, you know, somewhere in between. I don't know exactly what it is. I've never played them in tough because this is my first year in tough. Um, if we played them, I would say 10 times, and I'm just being, you know, honest. I feel like they'd win – somewhere around five or six, or we'd win five or six. It'd be a very even matchup. Um, I think a lot of the guys on their team, especially their captains, you know, would kind of feel the same way, but their um, their credibility and what they've accomplished is a lot more than us in the last couple of years sure. in terms of tough. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I, I, I respect a ton of those guys there, their quarterback, Alphonse. Is an awesome six-man quarterback. They're extremely fast. They hit the big play well, and they have great rushers and play very sound defense, one of the better secondaries. So they really have the complete package. Um, but ultimately, I feel confident, you know, that we could, you know, hang with them. And as long as we make a few plays in the game, we could definitely win, you know, multiple times if we played them 10 times. So I would definitely give them the edge. They have the more experience. 
But if we were to get into a game with them, I don't believe what the, the social media was saying, that they'd win by three or four touchdowns. I don't believe that. I don't think they believe that either. Mm. You uh. talk to the captains on their team, and I, I think that would be an incorrect statement. It'd be a close game, one touchdown either way. You named all of the places and all of the aspects that Express is really good. Um, yeah. I do believe there is one aspect of their game, though, that they, they severely need to improve, and that's admin. You can't play in the league if you don't sign up on time. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. They got to get into they got to get into the league. And so, you know, I understand that, you know, they they may feel that people kept them out. But, you know, we can't allow teams to sign up for the league after the league me. has started. Right. Yeah, this is this is, this this is not is, it's yeah. a business and this is not a precedent that we want to set at all. Right. There's there are deadlines. There are dates. Everyone knows well in advance when you can't you can't, you know, wait until the last second, wait till the league starts and then realize, you know, what? no, nope, I do want to play doesn't work that way so uh somebody needs to write a letter to their admin to say make sure to get their stuff in on time so they get in this fall league if they have any sort of aspirations to come into the west coast and that's to say there's nothing to take away from you know you and the dragons winning the titan cup and so yeah, tony i do have a question you guys played in the uh the tournament last season right um, the Dragons did. So you did not, this, though. You were not. I was not the quarterback. They yeah. had uh, Kenny Seeger, who is a legend in New York flag football. Um, I believe he was playing quarterback. Or um, well, why did they? Why did they play Spartan? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. The Kenny's, uh, the captains, uh, Eddie and Ka uh, Kenny, could probably answer that better. Mm. I do believe they maybe just didn't feel like they had the athletes or the players. But when you look at who they ended up having on that day, they were a talented team. So I'm not sure that exact answer, but they maybe just felt like they couldn't compete with the uh, better teams. But I believe they can. You know, I feel like we have a team good enough to compete with those guys. I would love nothing more because the Express and not joining the league, I think was a little bit more of a deeper situation than I, even I know about. Um, but hopefully it all gets worked out for the next season in October and the best New York flag tough teams come, Express, whoever else. And uh, we would love to, to match up with them and, uh, you know, play the best teams out there. So we hope they uh, end up playing in the next season. And uh, we hope we're the best team to make it out to uh, the national tournament. Um, later on next uh, early Jan uh, early January right or something like that well yeah but let's talk about what was deeper let's let's find out what the situation we want to know couldn't, couldn't tell you couldn't tell you don't you. have that's, answers that's, uh, I don't have answers I don't I can't even speculate to what the issue was um, that had to do with uh, the league commissioners and had to do with the captain express um, but ultimately I was disappointed they weren't in it too because I knew exactly what would be said you know Dragons won, but Express was not legit sort of thing because they would have won the whole thing because of the talk of New York tough football. So I wanted them in to say, you know, when we win, yeah. I don't no. have the answer though. So nah, they want if they want to talk what they would have done, they would have been in the league. Dragons won yeah. it. Take nothing from the Dragons. You guys went out there Absolutely. in the monsoon. You won the trophy. That's what it is. All other excuses aside. Oh, we appreciate that. Nah, no problem. Hey. You be good. Good talking to you. Thank you, and thank you for all you guys do. It's really cool. I tune in every so often, and uh, you guys, I don't know how you do it with everyone, just <laughs> like, you know, all the different you know areas, but you guys do a, a remarkable job between the podcast, the top ten. Keep up the good work, and uh, we appreciate you guys.
that was good stuff, man. I mean, Tony, Tony P. Tony's on it. He he yeah he was on it. He he had good answers. I mean, those were good answers. I mean, those were answers that not to my own horn. Those are answers I would have given. Those were <laughs> that's what those were answers that I would have given. I mean, that's you sure. know he. The only thing you have to really stand on is you know video, your play, and the numbers. And all of his answers were based on that. You know, he didn't give excuses, right? He he said, look, this is this is what's actually happening. And everything, you know, was factual, stuff that you could put out there. Um, so, I, you know, listen, like I said, his team was one of the better scoring teams. So, like, you know, my little tirade about scoring wasn't necessarily directed at the Dragons, who won the championship. It was it was it was to that whole region. I, I just I, I, I think there could be more scoring. I know those guys are really good football uh, football players, flight football players out there. Now, I wonder I wonder what, I wonder what was what was deeper with the express. I mean, I you know, that sounds no, that sounds real nothing. messy. I I wanted to go as far as I can with that. I wanted to hear what he would say. I'll tell you right now, there's nothing deeper. The schedule was due on a certain date. Long story short, I said, "Let's go. Let's close it right now. We need to get the schedule out so it could be ready to go." And then when we put the schedule out, and then they approached us saying they want to play. We can't do that. I'm not going to say, oh, because one team wants in, we have to reschedule the entire thing. Nobody realizes how hard it is to schedule these things. Scheduling the league is one of the hardest things that maybe not New York because there's not as many teams. But if you were to schedule a game or schedule the entire season in L.A. and then someone says, hey, I want to play and then you got to redo it over again, that's eight hours of work. We're not doing it. Fair. If if there's a, a deadline for the schedule to be set and the teams to submit their team fee, that's the deadline. And Express did not they Fair did enough. not they did not hit the deadline. Fair enough. Now that's to say I definitely want them in next season. Sure. Tony talked about it. He wants to play against the best. I want to see them play against the best, and that includes Express. If you're listening, Express, we don't hate you. We want you to play. We love that you guys are good. We need the competition to bring out to L.A. and you guys are top quality. We don't, we don't, we don't not want you in the league. Listen, I have something even more specific to say. The season starts October fourteenth. Get it together. Is that when it starts? October fourteenth. Get it together. Oh, nice. It's been a while since we've talked about L.A. Yeah. A lot of things happened in that time. Yes, we had a heat wave tournament. Tough her amazing tournament i was out there the entirety of the day competition was stiff um every team that participated in i felt was competitive and had a chance to win and i haven't been a part of a tournament like that in a while so it was it was very exciting um all of the games were were close you know with them score too you know it's funny i felt the exact opposite really oh, yeah, yeah how was, so well after the first two games the first two rounds i was like there's two teams that are terrible and there's a team that's going to win it all done Let's go home. And then it totally flipped. Flipped. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> But halfway through, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll ruin I'll give it away right now. Soul Snatchers, I thought, was not even going to be a, com- a competitive team. Watermelon Sugar, I was like, these two teams are bad. Okay. So the first I, – I ref the first two Sirens games. Okay. Right. So I saw Sirens, and I said – Right away, I knew a lot of the girls on that. That's on the winning team. <laughs> I said, this is this is a team that's built to win. I mean, realistically, I didn't say that was a winning team. I said, this is a team that was built to win. Well, I, I did. I called, their quarterback, I their quarterback, Miss Berger, she she was looking on fire. Yeah. She was on fire th- th- those first few games. And I was like, man, 
if Melissa is going to play like this, this is going to be a very difficult team to beat. And then I saw a team come up, Defiance come up from San Diego, and they're always competitive. Um, they're usually, you know, tight-knit group. You know, yeah. I figure, you know, they're going to come, they're going to bring their, their flag football savvy, and they are going to compete. So B unit, which is a combination of she unit and blitz, um, they came out and they played well. I expected a little bit more actually from them. They didn't look as strong as I've seen um, the players on that that roster play before. But they, you know, they were up there. I think they ended up finishing after the round robin. They were in second place. They got the second, the, the second two seed, seed. yeah, two mm-hmm. seed, right? Yeah. And then um, I knew, I knew a few of the girls from um, Watermelon Sugar. Soul Snatchers, I didn't know a lot of the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know, if, uh, the majority of that team was coming from San Diego. Um, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen a bunch of them play before. But I, you know, to give it away, I, the the player that I thought was the most impactful in the entire tournament played for Soul Snatchers easily. Uh, her name was Bree Barrett, and I, it was crazy. There were games where she didn't catch a pass until the second half. Yeah, and then she catch a pass make a move and go the entire distance outrunning everybody. And I would just look around like, why in the frick doesn't she get the ball more? This doesn't make any sense. And she continued to do that the entire day. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it, it, like I said, it was amazing. It was ama- amazing talent out there. It was amazing tournament. Like you said, the girls were, were awesome. Um, you know, it was, it was the guys that they brought with them that were the, the ones on the sideline giving the headache. Yeah, you're right. That's, you're right. That's <laughs> it was true. Not even the, the girls were great. Even when they had an issue with something, they knew how to come and talk to the refs. They knew how to come and talk to the people who were running the tournament. It, it makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? It does. It made it, made it a, an enjoyable tournament. It, it was amazing. It was a long tournament. It was all day. I mean, it, it ended up being a war of attrition, you yeah. know, who can last to the end. Um, and that championship game between Watermelon Sugar and Soul Snatchers was amazing. I mean, literally, you know, the game was in the balance until the very last play. Mm-hmm. So uh, amazing tournament, amazing turnout. The girls played great. All of you out there should be proud of yourselves. You know, as you know, I'm the captain or one of the captains of the Sirens you know, Eric Arnoris referred to us as the LA All-Stars in the recap <laughs> video. And, you which, know. Which you were. <laughs> which it was. Yeah. Find, find another. Find an. Okay. Well, let's dive into that. What other athlete. Well, Jonah Shaw, however, she's a quarterback. So it's between her and Melissa Berger, mm-hmm. who really are the, the two best quarterbacks in Los Angeles right now. You had Kendra Meadows. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's just a. An absolute beast. Yeah. And Amber White. Amber. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> um, come on. But but then you also have on Watermelon Sugar, um Mariah Mariah Lopez. Mariah Lopez. Which has never played in Tough before? No, she she, she did, was huh? on the Pirates. So okay, so she's she played one Yeah, season. I no, I've seen her before. So you have Mariah Lopez. They had another corner on Watermelon Sugar. I cannot think of her name. Asian. Oh yeah. Oh Nancy Nguyen. Nguyen Nancy yeah. went. Wow. She, she was, was good, yeah. locked down. Like <laughs> Dion primetime. I mean, she locked down. What did she do to Melissa? Forget about Melissa. She had Kendra in a whole body bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was. She had her in handcuffs. I mean, like, like Melissa had tried to get the ball to Kendra, like she had been doing all day, 
And the first two times she threw the ball to Kendra were picks. Not because they were necessarily yeah. bad balls, but Nancy was all over. I mean, like the first the first throw of the game with a pick where she literally jumped the route. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, it was. We're talking about the, uh, we're not talking about the run route. No, no, I'm sorry. This is, this is in the semifinals. This is, mm-hmm. this is in the semifinal. This is in the semifinal between Watermelon Sugar and Sirens. And I think, you know, Siren, they got caught off guard. I mean, they, you know, Kendra had been beating everybody deep all day. Mm-hmm. Nancy was having none of that. <laughs> well, I will say we played our round robin games and then we, the last game we had a bye. And then we got a bye in the first round of, you know, the playoffs because we were the one seed. And so we ended up sitting for a little over two hours. Yeesh. And that was difficult. That'll, that, that'll stop anybody's momentum. Yeah, but that's not – but I, I want to say that may have contributed, but realistically why the Sirens didn't win is because you guys went away from your game. You – and it was defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even the offense. The offense had some unfortunate plays. I mean, your first offensive drive, you were throwing into a pretty stiff wind. Mm-hmm. Um, but on defense, you guys sat back and let Turbo pick you guys apart. I'm sorry, I don't know her. Her, her Amanda her Herrera. Amanda, yeah. I know her as Turbo. She dotted you guys up and down the field because you guys sat back. And it wasn't until you started double blitzing and being aggressive that you got back into the game. And it was just one of those things where it was like, I don't know why that was the game plan coming in. We're going to sit back and let her throw for seven to eight yards. Oh, did you guys change field. anything up? So the first game that we played against them, we played completely in zone. So we played, we started in the same defense that mm. we played against them in round robin. It worked. We shut them out. And they adjusted, they adjusted. but we didn't. Got it. And there was discussion, do we do sort of our patented sirens defense, which is rush more blockers than they have and then play man but we didn't think that we needed to and we didn't make the change until it was too late and it wasn't even too late because no it came down to a single play to a conversion <laughs> that was awesome and you know what i know kendra feels bad but that was fun here's why kendra should definitely not feel bad the only reason that they were in that situation is because she made the most improbable interception there was. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my God! So that I was will tell you the story play. behind it's, that. It was almost illegal, huh? She almost. It was almost illegal. She got there. She. I mean, literally, she would have gotten there a millisecond. So I later, it would have been a. Right. It would have been strip. a flag. Yeah. yeah. I fancy myself a pretty good defensive player. I'm the defensive captain for the Sirens, and before that drive, I said to Kendra. I am taking myself out, and you are going in because we need a pick right now, and you're the one who's going to get the pick. First play of that drive, she makes that play. It was it was amazing. So the only reason we were in the position to potentially win that game on the last play was because of her. Or I'll also say because of you. If you wouldn't have pulled that flag, that girl would have scored a touchdown. Who was that? On that on that somebody broke free, missed the flag, and went like. Oh, it was Mariah. Th- Thirty yards. No, 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 it was. Was uh, it Mariah? It was not Mariah. Oh, was, no, no, no. Yeah. And if it wasn't oh, for you, it was. Um, she. I'm sorry. She just had a baby. No, that's Mariah. No, that's, that wasn't Mariah. It's, this this girl li- literally had a baby like like two or three weeks ago, and she's out there balling. If like women are amazing, let me just say, <laughs> women are amazing. 
Because yeah. I can tell you right now, if I'd have stubbed a toe, I don't know in two weeks if I'm playing. <laughs> she had a baby and was out there going, <laughs> going the well, distance. If it wasn't for you to pull that flag, yeah, that would have been another touchdown. That, yeah. that would have. Because you a guys stopped him on that. Yeah. yeah, that was a three and out, or four and out for them. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to you. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. Let's. I digress. Going back. So now, yeah, because you did that move, now you guys got the ball back and yeah. you're moving forward. Okay. I don't make it look good, but <laughs> those chase downs are my specialty. Hey, listen, they're they're big plays. I mean, the momentum plays, right? It's one of those things where a stop is a stop, but that was that's a special kind of stop when they think they got they got easy points and they end up with nothing. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was an all around fun, and it really made me realize that there could be a market for tougher. However. Mm-hmm. I'd love to debate this right now with you and you. There's just not enough teams to have a full season. Correct. Because even with us getting players from all over. And we were at six. Go, we were at six. Yeah. If you can, if we can get six solid or even I mean, you want to have a season to where you don't play. You, you want to be able to play every team once. Right. Yeah, not least. twice. Not three times. Yeah. Right. So if, if, I, if we can get eight teams in L.A., there's absolutely chance. There's a big chance that we can have a tougher here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Melissa Berger and I, we debate this all the time. She believes that with the right amount of effort um, and media that we can get enough teams to do a tougher league. I am one of the greatest champions of the women's (laughs) game in L.A. Subtle brag. And I, you know, am happy to, you know, I am happy to acknowledge that I haven't seen that. Sure. Tough Her has been around for three years now, two to three years now, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the most we've ever had is, is eight teams. And that's stretching it. Yeah. Like three teams are terrible. So I have a question then. Why don't we have Tough Co? You talking about co-ed? Yeah. What is keeping us from having, I mean, if you've got, if you think that you can get four solid all women's team, then I think that you could probably get 10. The problem, I think, is how do you create or how do you transition the tough format where there is contact, there's jamming to to a a co-ed game? If if we do ever have a co-ed, I wouldn't change anything. I, I don't think you should. I mean, okay, listen. No, there's a lot of rules that are changed whenever you do co-ed. I don't like those. Cat, that's, that's part of the reason why it isn't Well, here. the only rule really should be in, is in the number of, you know, women versus men that are on the field, right? Like, so there should be, like, a minimum, right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to be co-ed if you got, like, right, all five, your guys. Five, yeah, five, five guys five or one six girl guys or out no, there. I agree with that. However, do you agree you, with the gender play? Do you agree I, that there has to be a play where a woman play, catches or throws the ball? I do not. I don't like. The you know what would play. be fun? An all-girls quarterback co-ed team. So that's what I mean. That, that could be something. You know, you can, you got to be a, you got to be gotta a female have, quarterback. Yeah, female quarterback. I mean, like that would be great. I mean, because then all you're really looking for is what eight quarter eight female quarterbacks, and LA's got that, right? They and do. Then, there's a few. There's a few. Right quarterbacks that i i know of that we could reach out to i think that would make it interesting i I think if you ran i think if we ran some sort of a tournament or something with that format yeah test it out and see i i think that would be fun if anything if anything i would make it a tournament the reason being is because tough six tough men's it's it's nonstop, right and and our 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 off season is like four weeks 
Right. You know what I mean? And I don't want to have to have players compete and say, I can't play on this. I can't play in this league because I'm playing in this league of tough league. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for extra money to grab. I'm looking for an organized style of play. He's looking at for something fun and different. Well, sure. There are leagues out there for you. Uh-huh. Go out there and play in them. I mean, there, there's there's so much that goes into Tough League that you guys all know behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. To add another level to it, it just means it's going to no. I, time no, I agree. So, so I see what you're saying. So, Tough Co will require um, some significant changes to the style of play that may make it not really tough. No, I don't mean that at all. No. Why would I, why would you change this? I'm talking about the time. So, you're, so that we would say, hey, the league. Got the, it. You know, let's say that. Player A, okay, he plays in Tough League and he finishes the, the, the season. Next week he starts up his new season. Uh-huh. That's back to back to back to back to back. That's nonstop. And, and to me, that's just spending so much money. Now, if you're that person who doesn't care, fair enough. But I care. I don't want people to be – I'm not looking at this for the money. I've already told you guys this. And I don't want people to be like – Another 80 bucks to play again? It's, it's just not something I want to do. Let me tell you about a specific conversation I had with several players in the Heat Wave tournament. Okay. They, were, they said, man, this is a lot of games we're playing today. I've already played three times this week. Mm, yeah. I, if players are playing, and, and this, was, this, was, this was a girl in, in a tough uh, – playing. It could have been me because right. that's true for me. If they're going to play in three times a week – I don't see why they wouldn't want to participate in a tournament. Right. I, 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 I You know what I mean? And then sure. it would be something different. And everything Tough puts out is top notch. I mean, we, you know, when it, uniforms, you know, ref, field, videography, right? That stuff, all of the media, you know, uh, the memes, the pictures, the social media that goes into it, right? That makes the league fun. So putting together some sort of a co-ed tournament. And I like the idea of like having a, a, a female quarterback, female quarterback co-ed tournament. That'd be amazing. You, you would have a female quarterback. You can have a, a, a male rusher or a male, a female rusher. Any, any of the other rules, are they all apply. They're all the same. The only difference is you have, you have to have a female quarterback. There are no gender rules. There are no gender plays. Correct. Mm-hmm. Everything is the same. The I think I would same. be with that. I mean, I, there, there, there are girls who've play, who play in tough now, right? You know, sure. Cat Kicker comes to mind. That's probably the only one. There, I mean, there's there's been <laughs> no. other girls. No, in San Diego, there was yeah. a team made up uh, half girls. of half of girls. You're right, you're right. There was there, the and, half the team was girls. You're right, there was, and there was no difference in rules. They played tough six format, and, and they had a good time with they it. They played well. They were at the top of the standings. I mean, and just watching them do that sparked conversations with me. Why aren't the sirens doing that? Why don't we play mm-hmm. in Spartan and see how that goes? And so there are. Conversations, thoughts, ideas happening. You mean you mean just the girls play, just the girls play in the men. Then why can't if there's a tougher, why can't Black Panthers play in in the women's league? I mean, if if you have enough teams, I'm saying when Macaloni (laughs) and Sean Alexander and all the other guys they play in the tougher. If I mean, listen, then you you don't have to call it tougher, right? You can yeah. call it whatever, right? Right. I, all I'm saying is, you probably will get a lot of those players. You put you put one of these kind of co-ed leagues together, you are going to get those guys who are going to come play. But what I'm saying is, I can't. <laughs> it's I, I, I can't allow the sirens to come in and and play against the men. But do you hear what then, she said? She said she's playing Spartan. They, she specifically said that she's not okay. trying to come in and play at the top of Downey. 
<laughs> I remember. I remember back when Las Vegas was a thing. Oh, yeah. uh, Jake Purdy and the Phantoms blew out some team. I think seventy-two to six. They scored a hundred on the team. No, they scored a hundred on the team. It was bad. And there was a lot going on on social media. But the thing that popped out to me the most, uh, I believe that it was Joey De La Torre. He said, "I don't think that the Sirens lose to the Phantoms." By I 90. remember that, and and I I agreed with him. I think a better matchup would have been the Sirens playing that team that lost by ninety. That would have been a better uh, matchup. Sirens, you're getting... well, Sirens might have beat that team. <laughs> we yeah. were saying that we don't think the Sirens give up a hundred points. Yeah. But I, the point is. Yeah. We're not looking to play in co-ed formats that we can already play in. Right. We want to play in Something a format different. that comes with what Tough brings to the table. Hey, I'm uh, like I said, if we had time to do it, I would be up for it. However, the off season is f- sometimes four weeks. Th- like this coming up season, this coming off season is th- two, a week and a half. And there's a tournament, and then there's the fall season. So yeah. when, when are we going to put it in there? We can do. Are you talking about? Playing Saturdays and then tough. I'm, I'm Sundays. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. It'd be, um, it, it would logistics, be logistics. I don't. I that's beyond me. <laughs> yeah, there's, and that's where I come in. There's you're a right. lot. There's a lot that goes into it. Number one, like now you're talking about playing on different days. If you do want to get it to where it's a six or seven week season, now you're talking about playing on possibly Saturdays, which fields are extremely limited because uh-huh. of youth. What about what about midweek? There's a possibility. However, what Tough League is known for is having fast weeks, right? Fast turnarounds. Uh-huh. Like when you play in other leagues, they're, they're, was it 10 weeks long, yeah. 11 weeks long? We don't have time for that. Right. That's why whenever we have a Tough League season, we need the fields from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night because we have that many teams. Uh-huh. But, I understood. But, I, I mean, I like the conversation. Yeah. I definitely want to be able to, to – should be able possibly to have this but yeah. you know it, there's a lot that goes into it and it's it's been talked about in the work in the in the past and we've mentioned it and we've worked out the kinks but i wouldn't want it to be what people are playing now i'd want it to be exactly what it is in tough league the mm-hmm. way it plays but just have women and men play together right uh-huh. no 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 i agree i agree so you brought up blowouts <laughs> we had a few of those in la uh, valley division i think the top the top teams are really starting to rise um, in Valley Spartan, which is, I mean, you know, I'm just going to straight up say it. Valley Spartan is really where it's at because Titan, I think there's one, maybe two teams. Uh-huh. But I think the, the big competition is in Spartan where you have about four solid teams and then, you know, five who will compete. Um, so, you know, obviously you got the Rebels, the Rhinos, Park Bums, Rampage. Those are the top. Rebels, Rhinos, Park Bums, and Rampage. Those four. I think I think the Mastodons and the Bombers are and the Donkeys are that middle of the road. We'll see which one of them gets the bottom spots for the playoffs. Um, but when it comes down to it, the Rebels, the Rhinos, and the Park Bums. Rebels, Rhinos, Park Bums, and Rampage. Those, those, those are the class of Valley Spartan, and all four of those teams are good. How good are they? I, I could see all four of those teams competing and Titan at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that being said, right, 
Um, I, I think that those four teams would probably beat <laughs> the middle to the bottom teams currently in Titan in the Valley. When we talk about the main contenders, we're talking about the Savages and the Primetime Sharks. Correct. Those are the really, I mean. That's it. That's that's, 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 that's kind of it. And that's really. always been it. I mean. To be honest. Eh, they, I mean, you know, in the Valley, there's there's been teams who are who are better. But, who, are, um, who have been better with different players. Who have been who better. Who are now on these teams here. Are on other teams. But realistically, you know, a lot of, some of the teams have, you know, could play in the Valley, have moved on to go play in South LA and Downey because there's more competition. Um, the, you know, the, the Valley, like I, I said this in an earlier podcast, just those players don't like to travel. Yeah. Um, even if it's just to another part of LA to play. <laughs> so yeah. it's tough. You have the Goonies who are generally in the conversation uh, as being a top team in Van Nuys. And they'll be the first to tell you that they just sucked this season. Mm-hmm. They've getting, they're just getting beat. The long, the elongated season, I think they are one of the main beneficiaries of that. Uh, I've been told that their QB, Alex Baryun, was not going to make playoffs uh, as originally scheduled. But I think because of some delays in, in the season, he's going to be back which could potentially put them back in the conversation. But to be perfectly honest, you know, they're rolling with mostly the same squad and they're just not looking great. No, their only wins are against the two worst teams in Titan nationally. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's so bad that one of the teams literally has, has, I think is going down, going down to play Spartan this season. And then the, another team, I don't think they're coming back. I mean, they're they're getting mashed every week. But again, with after two wins this year, right? But let's also talk about how Alex probably knows that he will be one of the top teams at, at least advance to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So he's saying, "Hey guys, let, maybe maybe he's saying let's take it easy and don't give our best game until we play in the playoffs." Weak. I hope is, that's is not he what he's typically saying. a player that goes far in the playoffs. The Goonies, yeah, the Goonies, they're usually up there. I mean, they're. What's the furthest they've gone as a team? Um, Just th- have they ever advanced to the Titan Cup playoffs? Titan Cup? You mean being one of the top four? Yeah. Yeah. They, they have? have. They have. When? Um, I mean, they lost in the semis. I want to say it was when we used to play at Sepulveda Basin, and then you had the other league was at um, Mid-City. So, so a long time ago. I mean, so they haven't been relevant for a while. Well, what I'm trying to say is yeah, that yeah. that's just maybe that's just the way he rolls. Maybe that's well, or maybe that's just how the team has right. gotten. I mean, they they're probably due for some some talent upgrades. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, but they've got the core of their their squad. I mean, they've got they've got he's still got you know some elite receivers. You know, I mean, Dorsey's up there. I mean, yeah. he's one of the he's, he's awesome. And so that's is little Tommy Ruiz. Um, Heck yeah, man. So he I mean, does have yeah. some good players. No, that's what I'm saying. He's he's got their offense players. is usually on point. Yeah, where they will put up fifty points. How does the valley get better? There's got to be talent up there somewhere. I think I I think there are teams who are playing in um, Downey that I said at the beginning that probably should have just stayed playing in the valley to keep the valley number one competitive. Um, have another top tier team. 
um, I'm I mean, ultimately the the top of Downey is far beyond the top of the valley, and that's just that's just the way I see it. I think. I wonder if the players in the valley see the same way. I don't are, know. Are they going to disagree with you? But I keep. I don't, I don't, listen. Yes, they are, and they should. If they're real competitors, they should disagree with me, and they and they should want to show me different. Yeah. But like I always say, show me, and they haven't. I've had people come to me and be like, "Nah, man, we're the we're we're the ones in the valley to beat," and then they immediately take an L. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you know, I I can't say I'm the be all end all for knowing what should be. I mean, my pick for winning LA is not even going to make the playoffs. So, you know, you, you got to play the games, Yeah. but we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit, but as you are alluding to, there are some teams that we thought would be contenders in Downey who aren't even going to make playoffs. And so if you are a four on four team in Downey who is not going to make playoffs, do you suddenly start looking at Van Nuys? That's interesting. That's and thinking, I have a better chance of making it to the yeah. playoffs if I go to the weaker division. Do you the think that that's conference. a way to start evening things out? Okay. Sure. The specific team I'm talking about, no way. They want to play the best, and and they're gonna want to play the right, best, and they're right. not gonna want to take that route. There are other teams I don't think have a choice, and I think they should take that route. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, like I think I think Showtime should be in the valley. I think Showtime should go to the should have played in the valley. They would have they would have been a top two team. They would have played, you know, they would be playing the Goonies and Savages. They'd be playing Primetime Sharks. And I think that's really more where they are as opposed to um I mean, they haven't beaten any of the top teams in the Downey in Downey. Yeah, but I also think that John is the same way. John I, I think John think Taker so? is like, I wanna play against the best. Fair enough. And I respect that. Yeah. I respect I, I that. I do too. I do too. I, and I, I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say go to the Valley because you're not winning, right. but under the table, I'm saying go to the Valley because you're not winning. <laughs> I think that it would be kind of fun to see a team with that much flamboyancy right. in the Valley to kind of shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Even and a team like B.O.B. Yeah. I think would do great in Van Nuys. I'm trying to remember. No, nah, but B-O- I think B.O.B. is is definitely L.A. based. And mm-hmm. see where where I believe Caker squad Showtime, it's kind of in between. Mm-hmm. They can you know Valley Downey. They're they're kind of in between. You know it would it would be L.A. traffic ride. But no I don't what. really think that a team like Showtime focuses on the travel anymore. It, meaning they're, that they'll, they'll go, go anywhere. anywhere. They'll right. do it. They'll go if the league was yeah. in Temecula. They'll go to Temecula and play. Right. John's known to do that. Right. I still think they match up better over there. I mean, I mean, you know, if you look at the, you look at the, like I said, if you look at the standings for Van Nuys, I, there's there's really one team. They're savages, right? I, I I find it hard to believe any other team beats the savages from the valley. So if we're talking about the current playoff format, where you're going to take the top six from Downey, top six from Van Nuys. You're gonna have the the big tournament. The winner of Van Nuys is gonna play the well, winner the of Downey. Two, before you say that, it's the six advance or the six go to the playoffs. Correct. And that's called the the tough, or excuse nope. me, the the conference, conference playoffs. Conference playoffs. Right. The top two will advance from each conference to the Titan Cup 
playoffs. To the Titan Cup playoffs. So you'll have two Van Eyes and you'll have two down uh, two Downey, and then those two teams, the Downey teams, will play one another to find out who the conference championship of Downey is. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the. So I can say for Van Eyes, I believe it'll be Savages and Primetime Sharks. I agree. I mean, it's that's not. Ooh, but for science. Downey, goodness gracious. So. Let's just get to <laughs> let's, let's get no, to Downey. Let's just get to it. Um, for Downey, I said the black. I thought the Black Panthers were going to be one of the best teams in California, right? Obviously, what didn't happen? Yeah, you got to roll back the tapes. Man, I, you don't have to roll back anything. Now, why is you, that? Is that because of the the talent? Because we've talked talked about it before. Like, if you have the best players, that doesn't necessarily mean you have the best. No, team. I Black Panthers. I, from what I understand, are a, are a little bit in flux in ideology and play style, and they they have they have still yet to fully embrace the flag football style, right? Taking what's there, you know, their quarterback Sean has this big old arm. He does. Mm-hmm. He wants to show it. He's trying to fire the ball twenty five thirty yards every play, right? Maybe maybe sometimes they need some dump offs. They need to know when to dump offs. Have some shorter plays where you don't need that big arm. Um, by comparison, Sergio, the quarterback for Savages, has a big arm, but he's learned. I got to dump down. I got to take the five yard route. I got to hit my center. I got I got to use some touch. Everything can't be a fireball, right? I think Black Panthers are are, are learning that, but they're learning it a hard way, and so they've taken some losses that they just should not have. Right. Um, and just, you know, they, they got a loss to B.O.B. They got, you know, they they mean machine is good, but I still think, black you know, they beat the Black Panthers. And then they then they lost to the top teams. You know, they, they've lost to the other to the other teams at the top of the the standings. And it's just it's tough. But I mean, I don't I don't want to talk about them anymore. They're not they're not in the playoffs. Uh, you know, RBK, RBK, you know, their captain, Paul, told me, he said, look. We're going to get our team together. We're going to get right. He's like, we're going to be at the top. He's like, I'm telling you right now. Call me. Told me this. I said, okay. All right. We'll see. Program. I, I know the guy's program. That's a really good flag football team program. They got some elite players. Um, so I'm not surprised that they're 7-1. Um, in game, were undefeated until this last week, and they took two losses by a total of, like, what, four points or something like this? Mm-hmm. They're two close games. Um, and so, you know, realistically they could just as easily be seven and one as well um and then you got noah's ark all right proud of this squad this squad was a spartan team said nah we're making the jump they're five and three yeah downy and they're flag football players they are good but it's 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 a little bit more than that this is a new quarterback for them Mm. and they've got some impact players on defense i mean these guys are not just skilled to where you know normally they would be skilled and they'd be the diva on the team. Nah, they're skilled and they're still willing to be the workhorse, diving for flags and whatnot. You need that, and that's the kind of team they are, and that's why they where they are. Lemigre is the same way. Raptors, I'm a little surprised. I would have thought the Raptors would have been higher up, but still at five and three, I think their three losses are against the top of the standings. Right, mm-hmm. right. That makes them dangerous. I mean, they're they're going to be one of the most dangerous six seeds. <laughs> out there and they're going to end up having to play one of the top teams early and that sucks for them what's exciting and confusing about Downey is that it's so hard to pin down every week there is a different team that looks like they're the top dogs 
you know, I think week one, it was program. Mm -hmm. Another week, it was RBK. You know, Endgame reminded us one week that they're still here. And then last week when I was watching the film, it was La Migra that popped out to me as they are a confident squad. Number one offense. La Migra, number one offense. Yeah. So that's just, you know, the, but here's where, here's where the numbers are kind of, um, <laughs> wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Migra is not the number one offense. Excuse me. I said that wrong. They're dead last in the, in the, in the time. And for the teams that are going to make the playoffs, <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> wait, wait, this, but this does say points for, no, no, never mind. I no, it says points for they're, they're, they've given, they've scored 324 points this season, right? Next, next to that is 310 and that's Noah's Ark. Right. The teams who are, you know, the Titan teams that we know are not the top scorers. Um, the top defense goes to RBK. And you know who has a better defense than RBK? <laughs> Black Panthers. <laughs> the problem is the problem is they they've only scored two hundred and forty six points mm. this season. That's just not gonna cut it. Is you know, I've you gotta score points. Got to score points, and that two hundred forty-six points is just not going to cut it. And that's why they're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, but their defense—I mean, goodness—they like they've only given up two hundred thirty points on the season, where everybody else is at two six, or you know, two sixty-six, two thirty-six, two sixty-four. Right? I mean, so it's 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 interesting how it worked out. But when it comes down to it, you got to win the games. You got to win with who you have on the field. So we know right now who is going to the playoffs the conference playoffs in Downey. Correct. Who's coming out? Who's walking out the top two? <sighs> I still believe that Endgame has the best player on any of these teams, James Calhoun. Yeah. I think that that makes a difference. But the fact that they played two games last week and dropped two – what does that do to their momentum? I don't they're 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 backing into playoffs. And no. they have to play the Raptors in the first round. That's who I think is one of the two teams. Raptors? Yep. I don't know what it is about the Raptors, but I just feel like that's the team that's coming out. If the Raptors were to beat Endgame, their next game is gonna be against the number one RBK. Because Raptors would be the sixth seed, having to play the top seed, RBK. You're right. Which would make the Raptors' road mm, to the championship very difficult. Very difficult, and and it would make the RBK's road because I mean, like I said, the Raptors yeah. are is going to be a really yeah. good sixth seed. Is they're not, they are not backing into the playoffs. They are who they are, and they're going to be a tough team no matter what. So I program it looks like it's going to end up playing one of the new the the mm-hmm. new the Spartans, Lamigra or Noah's Ark. Um, if that's the case, then I got to go with program and you know what? No, I'm staying chalk. I'm saying program RBK. <laughs> I'm going to go chalk. Uh, program is one of those teams where I feel like every week they've given us a different look. And I think part of it is whether or not flash is there. I yeah. think that's been, um, you know, that's been and, one factor. And by, yeah. And by, uh, but you know, this about me. If I see something in a team and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're showing me something. I'm taking them all the way. And so last week when I was watching Limigra, I was like, 
damn, this team is so confident. They look like they know that they're going to make the play on every play. And, man, they really might pull off an upset. And so I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to go with La Migra and RBK. Ooh. Hey, listen. <laughs> I like but then, it. But then in San Diego, that bit me in the butt because I thought that Flash was going to be that team. Mm, well, and we spoiler kinda alert, we spoiler kinda... alert, Flash was not that team. Okay, I saw him in person and I knew it. The, yeah, the, I, I the, didn't have to see him in person. The internal, yeah. the internal conflict that they had was going to be too much to overcome. Well, sometimes film lies to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, that's a good segue in, the, in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> and they crowned a champion. Yeah, we didn't get, you know, this isn't super timely um, because it did happen uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But it came down to the two teams that we thought it would come down to. Yep. Yeah. It, it, we knew it was going to be Pericos and Viper. I mean, just, you know, all season they've been – the top two in San Diego, it was, um, it was just going to be whether or not a team like X-rated would be able to crash the party. Um, and here's the thing about X-rated. They have a lot of players that I think are very, very good flag football players, but I get the sense that they do not think that they're going to beat a team like Vipers and Pericos going into that game. I think that these teams know each other so well they travel together. They they play in different leagues that I think that those players on X-Rated have built up sort of this, this sixth sense walking into the games, not thinking that they can win. Um, I'm going to tell you why Pericos won that game. And it comes down to the middle. The Vipers don't really have that that center. You know that that chip in that chip and release guy, that guy who's going to keep the rush on you. Who's you know who's going to be. A, they they were playing one of their rushers, um, at center, because of an injury, and it was unfortunate. But I think it messed up some of the chemistry of their offense, and so Vipers couldn't come out and they couldn't really run their offense the way they did just the week before in the semifinal game. Now, I say I've always said no excuses. You play with who you have out there. Um, Pericos had some injuries. They played through it and they played well. And Kenny M came out and he was like, "I'm gonna show you guys that last week was a fluke." So he's like, I don't, "You you guys are gonna get the business," and he did. Man, he put it on him. I mean, he, he came out, he played championship ball, and that's why his his team was right there behind him. They got Darius, they got Darius Walters back, and he's just you know just his presence and his confidence out there. He's, it made them championship worthy. They had that attitude coming in. They played that way. They played with that confidence. Um, their medal wasn't to be tested, um, and and that's that's just the way it went. I mean, Darius said earlier in the year that everybody else is playing for second place. That was the quote of it. I don't know who's coming next season, but I, I want it to be more competitive. I don't know if that's. I don't know if we can get our wish, but I know that there's there's three San Diego teams I know of that that could come and make this a much more competitive and make it look more like Downey at the top. Whether we'll get those teams out there, I don't know. As of right now, for tough league, Pericos is definitely top tier. And until somebody knocks them down off their pedestal, they're, they're going to continue to be at the top. Well, um, if I'm looking at this, the tough cup coins, right now we have Pericos 
We have Pericles at 246. Mm -hmm. We have the Vipers at 113. We have Flash at 55. And we have the Cobras at 14. Mm -hmm. Those are your top four teams. Now, there's there might be a tournament in between the fall season. But if there's not, there's one more season left before we find out who goes to the Yuletide tournament. I don't know if that means there's going to be new. I don't know what this, the season looks like next season. I don't. I know. But Joe, the door's open. It's wide open. It's wide open. The number four team has fourteen coins. Right. Yeah. I mean, then there's X-rated, and they have twelve. They're sitting at the bottom. So it's wide open for any team to to go to the Yuletide tournament. And the interesting thing about the Yuletide tournament is that it's going to be held the same weekend. Uh, as L.A., and they're actually going to be playing at the same location. It's going to be in San Clemente. It's going to be right in between both hmm. locations. That's smart. Orange County? It's in Orange County. And what's interesting about that, we've had some conversations with the managers, and um, they're pulling for a, a tough league Orange County. Ah. Hmm. In this spot. This spot was like, hey, we heard of you. We want your business. Can you please come? That would do a tough league Orange County. Now, what would that do to Downey? Um, that's going to take two teams that I know of for sure, one being RBK. They'll go to the Orange County. They'll go to Orange County. So it's an entirely different league now. Yeah. So they're not, they're, not in, they're not involved in Los Angeles well, anymore. Well, I don't know about entirely different. No, it, it, it is an entirely different league. It's oh, no, no, no. I'm tough league. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm saying they're not playing. They're not playing the competition that's in at Los right. Angeles anymore. But OC has, the Orange County has a lot of good. And that's if, what I hear. And if the teams that that I'm thinking of are going to play, because here's the thing. It's not just going to be Orange County. There's a couple teams in Long Beach as well. So that San Clemente League is going to get those Long Beach people. They're wow. going to get those Orange County people. Long Beach is Long Beach to so the other thing is that it's Long in Orange Beach County. Right it's before then, yeah. It's in Orange County, but it's at the very bottom of Orange County, right where Orange County ends. Like just a mile up, that's where the field's going to be. So it's really geared towards the Southern Orange County teams, the Temecula teams. Hmm, interesting. It's in the talks where it's it's something that that's brewing. It's not official yet, but I told I told the managers that I, we need to see what it would do to Downey before we move forward. I don't think Downey's going to lose too much. Like I said, I know RBK would probably go down there, but I don't think all the rest of the teams I would. You know, that's only one of the top teams. I think Program Raptors in game. All of the, well, although if you include like. You know, to make the team stuff like that, people like Calhoun and stuff will play for one of the teams that come from out there because that's where he comes from. So, I mean, some of the top teams may look a little different, but I think you'll still have the main competition still in Downey. Mm -hmm. So L.A. will have um, pretty much an extended break here coming up. They won't be playing again until, I believe, so what, September 5th, maybe? September 5th, the Valley will finish their fifth week, and then the September 12th weekend is when they do the playoffs. Correct. And then what is it? the L.A. playoffs will be two weeks? The tight cut playoffs will be September cup. 19th, one, yeah, one weekend. So once you're in the September 12th conference playoffs and you advance, you go to the September 19th tight cut playoffs. Tight cut playoffs. Okay. You so win that. And then here's how quick it goes. Then there's a tournament in between. And then October 4th. New season. New season. And the other reason why we're doing it so fast like this is because we have to do the Yuletide tournament December 4th. Mm -hmm. That's when we find out. 
all across the, the nation who's coming to L.A. So you're calling it the Yuletide Tournament, but it's still happening in different. All over the place. All over the place. Every single location, it's every single region doing will the have the Yuletide Tournament. tournament. Yeah. Right. But L.A. and San Diego will have joint locations. So it'll probably be San Diego plays first, and then after they finally wins that, then we have the L.A. teams come. Just for kind of a different atmosphere to have two different regions there. We are inching ever so close to the Yuletide Tournament all over the tough regions. We're at different places in the season. You know, some regions have completed uh, their seasons. They've crowned champions, getting ready for the next season. Yeah, you know, we're at a different we have place. one more season left, the fall season, to, s- to see where we are. I'm excited for how this season is going to end, and I'm already excited for next season. And well, I'm Greg Ellis. I'm Diane Tanwakio. And this has been The League Lowdown.